<laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's Brian. Hey, Coach Mo. With the Coach's Corner Podcast. It's been a while. On today's episode, we're going to sit here and chop it up about what we have coming up for this year, talk about some observations from, you know, the beginning of AAU season, and maybe leave you with some tips to help structure your workouts at home. I think that's what all we got, right, Coach Mo? That's it, man. All right. Welcome back. Yep. (laughs) So that's what we have on today's episode. We'll get to you after the intro. Peace. Peace. Uh And we're back. So Coach Mo, (laughs) it's been a while since we've done this. We've had a lot of things actually really going on. A lot of really good things, a lot of positive growth, but it's been super action-packed and busy. And so what are some of the things that, you know, aside from our announcements, what are some things that you're working on that the crowd may not know about? Wow. Behind behind scenes, you know, we our basketball academy has really grown and we will speak out of more of why that's happening and and more of that service. Basketball Academy is where we, you know, we see these kids two times a week, about an hour and a half or two of those days. And we really do a lot of skill training. Why I think that's grown is I think the reality starts setting in for kids when they start trying out for teams that are outside of select right, teams. Right. We're talking about school teams and they, you know, they go, they try out for these teams and, they have layup drills, they have mid-range, they do rebounding, so they do all the basics. And coaches will even tell you, like, that sets them apart that I see a kid that made his first three layups and he got back in line and hustled. So I think that's been a pretty big thing for us lately. Also, uh, I see the increase of the need for speed and agility training. And I don't know if people really understand that until it's too late a lot of time is – when look at speed agility, and you can go on YouTube and those things, and I'm not saying all those things are n- not good tools and those things are, but you got to be very careful to jump in and use some of that stuff when you're not when you're not monitored using those things. For example, <laughs> if I look up how to get faster, and I'm gonna see 20 different ways on YouTube. Right. I don't have anybody monitoring what I'm doing. The next time or from alone. So they you gotta take that as kind of a basis where you're like, okay, then let me look at it. I kind of like how it's set up and then kind of go from there. But if you're taking it as I want to apply this 100 percent I'd be very, very careful with that, especially when there's things local. So we've had an increase of kids coming back. I don't care if they're soccer, basketball, baseball, I work on that the basics part of it. Speed and agility isn't just running fast. I think uh people look at that too, like. Oh, do you, what are you doing that thing? Oh, it's a lot. It's running proper. It's landing proper. It's jumping the proper way. You're trying to reduce injury and maximize your potential to be a better athlete when you're doing speed agility. So there's balance parts of it. Your kids, my kids actually participate in it. And we, I've seen a difference in, I think, with your son, getting mine, balance. Right. And balance is huge because if I can't, sit down correctly and play defense and basketball and I'm falling over, I'm never going to be a great defender. And so I think people get caught up into those classes may not work for me. I'm just working on just running fast on a straight line. That's probably the least thing we do. (laughs) The least thing we do. It's all that. So we're getting a lot of kids from different areas that really want to invest in that. And honestly, I'm, I have some of my Division One college guys back here. We're going three, four days a week. They just called me like last week. 
Because even at that level, they said, we're not even taught that. We don't have a person that's teaching us that stuff. Right. And that's a division one, like coming from division one players. So why wouldn't it be, why would it work for your third grader? Right, right. Well, and I think the thing is, I always call it the disinformation unit. There's a disinformation unit out there on social media. And a lot of times it's people putting out stuff that sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good to them, but they don't really have any deliberate experience training or teaching anybody. It. They don't have any hands-on application of it. We're not saying that you have to be, you know, a complete athlete yourself. Because sometimes even athletes still don't understand nuances of it unless they have some kind of specialized training. So there's a disinformation unit full of people that want your views. They want you to look at their stuff, but it's not. It, it's not vetted. So they'll have, I've seen people specifically at the gym that have absolutely no business doing box jumps. Like, right. And it doesn't even align with what their goals are. Are you actually trying to jump higher? Because these are things, you know, the explosive kind of movements and stuff. There are other things in the gym that you can get the, that explosive kind of stuff from. And you doing Unsupervised box jumps yep. is a quick ticket to injury if you don't have a professional I've helping seen, you out. I've seen dolls in the gym get hurt. Yeah. Like, doing stuff like that. I'm not, dude, I'm 44. Right. You know, too, and, like, my body's different from 34. Right. <laughs> you know, and so there's things I'm not going to do. And there's things I don't want a, a seventh grader doing over a third grade. You know, like there's certain things that right. we gradually have to build up to certain things. And then, you know, age does kick in and... I'm, you know, we're not, a, we're not saying that you can't do something, but some things don't make a whole lot of sense, you well, know? You're just, here's the breakdown, so I don't get myself in too much trouble. Mm-hmm. I'll defer to you as the coach and everything, but in my experience lifting, are you going to be doing anything where you're going to be jumping a lot? Right. And what I've looked at is, you know, when we have our groups is, and the parents are telling the kids are telling you, none of our workouts are the same and nothing should be cookie cutter. Right. Like, so... If you come, if a kid comes to me, I've had multiple hip injuries. I'm new to this. The last thing I'm going to do is put them, hey, we try to prove to me you're going to jump with the highest jumping box. And if you don't clear it, it means you're a failure. No, right. There's, there has to be something different for that kid. They can get work in, but we can't have a cookie cutter plan for every single, you know, with every kid that comes in there. Because for first of all, we may be addressing something that the kid doesn't even need. Right. They don't even need. There's kids, we had kids that grew up, me, you know, me and Brian are North Omaha kids. Man, we had some kids that did a flat out run. Right. I mean, to get on a track, not stretch, get out and run a 4 240, not run. They had no kind of, no one taught them anything. They just had it. But when they got to higher levels, somebody might have, hey, you're, you're losing races because now you're not balanced. You can be right. faster there. But that, yeah, so I'm not teaching that kid to go faster. I'm teaching that kid better technique to maintain that. You know, say so or less of injury. Hey, I know you're fast, but let's start off with some, you know, some dynamic stretching so you can not pull your muscle. And when you're done with the event, 
let's go some static stretches so you can cool down. Right. Oh, okay, cool, thanks. You know, because injuries are killing when we less fast. So can't be cookie cutter. Well, and one of the things, you know, I was working on my sort of strength certification. I know, like, if you got an athlete that, that needs explosiveness in their movements, in the weights, I'm going to be looking at a couple of those Olympic lifts. You know, explosiveness is that that vertical jump. That's the display. You're displaying explosiveness. With right. That. You're not explosive. The, your vertical jump isn't going to be as much. Now, I'm not saying that you have to have a super high vertical to, to play sports, but it does display some more explosiveness, you know, and it's one of the factors that go into specific sports when they're recruiting for specific sports yep. and things like that. And so we would be sitting down looking at, okay, do you want to do some cleans, you know, things along those right. lines, you know, make sure everything's monitored and things like that. But, you know, I do cleans at the gym just because – I've always done cleans at the gym, but they aren't for everybody. People who normally wouldn't be doing these Olympic style lifts, doing them for side reps. And that's not what the, you're not doing Olympic style lifts. You might do them for explosiveness, but you're not doing it for a rep count. You're you're not doing it like, dude, give me 15 (laughs) or, you know, cleans. What, what is that for? And so, it's understanding the scope of work and scope of athlete you're working with and training. And that's why we're saying the disinformation component that's out there, you can find good information. You can find bad information. You need to vet that information through somebody who knows what they're talking about. And that's what we're here for. You know, speed and agility is one of our signature services, right? You know, basketball academy, we talk about a lot. We talk about it a lot, but speed and agility is a boutique kind of service. And so, you know, Coach Mo has some expertise in it. People think that you can go and learn. You can go to YouTube and just learn all this stuff. And YouTube will have you jumping on plow boxes. I know you had kids that have trained with other people and injured themselves. I literally carried somebody out of the gym who had no business being jumping on a plow box, yep. you know, especially when already a little bit injured. Yep. And you know, set their set themselves back by months, right? Because you you start messing around with your knees, especially as you get close to our age, right? You know, you start doing stuff wrong with your knees. A lot of things can go wrong. Well, it's it, it kind of ties into everything, right? It ties into the misconception that okay, this guy ran track, right? And so this, this is the other. I have to jump a little bit in this. Oh, I know a guy, I met him at the gym, he ran track in high school, so I'm pretty sure, and he's kind of a thin guy, and he's fast, and I'm pretty sure he can teach you to be fast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did he go to school for it? Right. Well, no, but he was fast in 1997. That's great. So does he know, do you know your specific background, your injuries, your goals as a soccer player? Right. Well, he, he just was going to get me faster. I'm like, but you play soccer. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's, you can do fast, but he's about the lateral speed you need in so- soccer and how to build up those muscles and right. proper stretching. Well, no, but they, he looked like he looked the part. Right. Okay? And so we got to get out of that. Misconception. We get that a lot with basketball, you know, like a lot of great coaches here, you know, and I shout them out, you know, a lot of great coaches here, but you know, I don't really bite my tongue when it's bad coaching or right. kids get hurt. Every tall guy can't coach basketball. That's, I mean, it is every guy that right. dribbled and played down at the park and was talking about it all the time. Like, man, that guy was the coldest guy in Omaha, blah, blah. Who did he play for? Did he go on to train anybody or what are you talking about? Like, because right. right now I have a second grader that's learning how to dribble and 
I don't know if that person can do it. So it's not about, you know, it's got to be who knows this, who's around us, who's studied, who's went to school, who's right. worked in this, you know, like we're trying to help, you know, help you be a better overall athlete. Well, here, like, so here's the way I can break it down. So let's say your child is struggling with math. They're looking for a math tutor and you bring in a couple of math tutors You're interviewing them, of course, because you do want to enter. You do want to know a little bit about the people that work with your kids, whether you're just observing or you're asking direct questions. And so in the course of interviewing, you you got Mr. Guy, he has the glasses on. He looks the part. Looks like he knows his stuff. Sits down in front of you and said, and you say, "Okay, so you want to be a math. You want to tutor my kid in math. Yeah. What qualifies you to tutor my kid in math? Well, so like in 11th grade, I was in algebra three. <laughs> Do you have any kind of degree or anything? No. Any experience like helping people in college? Any natural aptitude that I can point to? No, man, I was just in 11th grade. I took algebra three, man. I was, they almost had me in trigonometry. Congratulations. So when do I start? Like, no, right. you know, I guess it's the concept of you have familiarity with it and you probably could teach them a few things that they didn't know about it. Right. But are you the person that's going to tutor them to get into, you know, the advanced classes and all that other stuff? No, you're not, because your level of expertise is limited by how far you went. You didn't pursue it anymore. Now, if you said, yeah, I was in advanced math all my life all the way up. And then I went to college for it and X, Y, and Z happened. I didn't finish out college, but right. I made the side income tutoring math students. Cause I had that. Okay. Now, there's a story behind it. There's some advanced knowledge, but yeah, man, I took algebra in high school. Well, the parents, done, a lot of the parents have done that. Right. That's their level of knowledge too. And so you're in that mode where you're literally competing and you're like, well, I mean, you don't, really have much advanced knowledge outside you're not that far ahead of where my kid is right and there's a lot of trainers and stuff and we're not just talking about physical trainers i'm a, i'm you know I, work, I do marketing for small businesses mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there you know whether it's about entrepreneurship or marketing that do not have the foggiest idea of what they're talking about what things they're recommending you know strategies and all that other stuff there's no they have no concept of it because they've never done it before so they really don't know and so there's a lot out there about that and yeah you need a sounding board to kind of filter that information through what and one thing one thing helps it with just not even beyond that, our basketball academy, speed agility, any, anything that we've done, this is a CMA podcast, what we've done is we've we've researched it or we've tried it and we've seen if it worked and we've right. seen if it worked. So we either learn the hard way, you know, or we learn, you know, we, we learn different ways, you right. know, but also what we try to do is keep it focused on the client. Right. You know, it's not about me. And it's not about you. So one thing you'll look at if you go look at our website and things there, there's a description of what I do as well too. But one thing you also don't see is a bunch of pictures of me and right. it must be Brian and us just tooting our own horn of all the accomplishments we've ever did in our entire life. Because a parent that is, has a first grade and never played basketball, they may want to know a little bit about that we might have played or might have do, but they're literally like looking like, I want my kid to dribble. Right. Or I want my kid to pass. Okay. So it's not about 
having these 40 different things. And so we're trying to make it where you come to one of our services, you know what's going, you know, you know what's gonna go down. You know what goes right. down. We put the kid first. You tell me your story about the kid. Yep, he might go with kids his age, but if he's struggling a little bit, we're gonna make sure they're caught up a little bit first there. And a lot of it with the training part of we have a lot of good partners in training right here locally. We have the partners as a lot of it is you've got to watch for the pride of other people. And the pride of other people is I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it my way because I just want to do something different from you. No rhyme or reason. Right. Right Prime example, I have kids that come to everything. We have kids that come to everything, speed agility, the other stuff. They do one-on-ones. They, you know, they go to their school stuff. Good. We want them to do everything. But then I have kids that, hey, I can't come this night now because my other team's going to start doing some training. And I'm like, and that always gives me, you know, it always makes me feel like, what kind of training? Right. Whatever the speed of your training, he he knows I do. My coach was fast. He played in school, and I'm like, and I'm always leery of that. I'm not leery of you know train train who you want to train with. Right. But as a parent, I want to make sure that if my kid is training, that I'm there, and I want to see what you mean by training. Right. If it's running around jumping off of a bunch of boxes, and there's like 50 kids and no one's monitoring. That's dangerous. Right. And I've seen that. I've actually watched on Instagram and YouTube, like even locally here. I'm like, oh no, like this is going to be bad. Where we're like, you know, like, hey, the concept tonight is when you come to, you know, our basketball academies, you're going to do skill work. You're not, we're not going to have full court five on five games that are out of control with you. Like, it is skill work. So if you want to do that, go to the community center, right. go to the park. We're going to make sure that when you're on the court, you're getting better. You're safer on the court. You're getting yourself ready for your tryout. You're getting yourself ready to help all your select team out. Right. You're becoming a better overall athlete, not, you know, not running around just throwing the ball up and just going to random training just because, you know. Well, I guess, and that that circle back, to what I wanted to move on to next, the next topic is. So we talked about, you know, being very cognizant of where you're getting your information. And so that we'll use this to wrap up the first section of this podcast. So being aware of that stuff, what are some things that a parent can do to create the right training environment for their kid? Like setting down expectations, you know, even, you know, some simple skill work kind of stuff that they can do. And we'll talk specifically since we do have a big event coming up regarding basketball and dribbling and stuff. Let's talk about specifically for dribbling, but you can apply this to pretty much any kind of training that you're going to do at home and monitor and supervise. So what are some things a parent can do to set the right environment? Okay. What some of the things is, is we talked about this years ago. So we're eight, eight years in, like, congratulations. Eight years in. We talk, talk to your kid. Like, talk to your kid. Like, what is your kid's goals? Like, right. we can have every, okay, so I played sports and I think every kid, you know, we all watch, you know, you, your team has won a couple NBA championships, mine won way back in the 70s. I don't know, whatever. But, you watch it, you're like, oh man, this is the greatest feeling ever. And I think being a realistic as a parent, you're like, I do want to see my kid on that stage one time. But then you gotta look at your kid and say, Does they do they ever want to be on that stage one right. time? Maybe for them, this is a social thing. 
and they just want to be just good enough to make the seventh grade team and be with their friends. So you're not going to convince that kid. All right, now we're going to have four more extra days of training, and we're going to have you know some weights, and all. They're going to be like, I didn't sign up for this, right? And I don't want to do this. Now you have to tell them. So setting that kid up is like, you know what? We'll do some basic drills at home. We'll do some dribbling stuff. I'll talk to your coach about what the trials look like, you know, because coaches are very open in middle school. And they're like, hey, you'll have to do X amount of running, layups, whatever. Hey, the coach gave me this. We're going to do this every day until tryouts. You made the team. You did great, you know. But then it's the other part of it is not allowing your kid. If you have a kid that has the potential and said, I do want to go to that level, it's not giving them a pass. You don't give them a pass. Don't give them a pass. Don't if they really want to get that extra work and they're kind of sitting around the house, you know, give them a pass. If you don't know what you're doing as a trainer, I'm not saying everybody, I'm the best trainer in the world. I'm one of them, but I'm not saying the best trainer in the world. But I'm saying park down the street, kid has a basketball. What you can do is start them off by going to the park and letting them shoot. And you can watch them rebound for them, pass the ball for them. That's basic stuff right there, too. And do it multiple days a week. You don't have to be a trainer for that to get the ball and throw it to their hand. And I think a lot of parents make it way too difficult. Like, well, I couldn't drive him out to this place just an hour away and get him on a shooting machine. You know, I'm like, he's in fourth grade. I don't know what a shooting machine is going to do in fourth grade because they aren't even strong enough to like, you know, shoot threes a lot of times. And if they are, they're, it's not a pretty three. It's right. not a pretty three. They're really, they're twisting their body. They're, there's chances for injury. They're, the form is bad. Why have them on a shooting machine shooting threes at fourth grade? You know, right. like have them outside just shooting at a rim, you know? And a lot of it, I got it, this popped in my head. A lot of times we'll hear these old school Superman stories from, old pros, you know, that some anecdotal thing that they said in an interview in 1987, you're like, hey, man, Pistol Pete's dead. Listen, (laughs) (laughs) you're not Pistol Pete. You're not his dad. Mm -hmm. He put the kids in the car and had them dribble with their left hand and their right hand. Well, okay, that works because Pistol Pete already had a handle. Yes. And that added to the handle that he already had. You're trying to do this with a third grader who could, you got to be realistic here, y'all. Right. And so, you know, have realistic expectations of what your kid is going to be able to do. And like Coach Mo said, keep it simple. Yeah. Don't add all these unnecessary layers to make it more and more complex before the kid's ready. Now, as you get better, as your skill goes up, the drills get more complex. But that's just a natural function of things. You still have to have a mastery of the basics. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have your basic foundation of knowledge. As you learn more, it gets more complex, but you still have your basic foundation of knowledge. Right. You know, you're trying to do all these specialized drills that you don't heard some NBA guy or something lie about in the podcast or lie about in the interview, you know, no, man, he used to grab the top of the backboard. Oh, God. He, he, boy. he was five foot two, but he used to jump up and grab the top of the backboard. You're lying. Right. Oh, that's all. That is that's a ball face lie. And so. Well, you said, like you just said, like, and that's a great point. Like, you're setting up a kid for these unrealistic right. things. And it's like, it, you can't do that in fourth grade. 
Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that person didn't do that in fourth grade, you know? And you get, man, I've had kids, I have kids that went to other teams. I'm never in my feelings about if you gotta go, it's like a bad marriage, right? right. You know, like if they don't come home for three days, they probably don't like you. And right. it's probably it's probably over, right? right? So get oh, I gotta go to the other team. Sweet. You know, I'll ask, is it is it a good fit for you? You know this? Right. Well, no, the, the guy said go there and we get colorful shoes and there's specialized training. Sweet. Have fun. Right. You know, have fun. I'll never be that person. But what I end up, end up happening, those kids end up coming back, or the parents end up coming back, like, I didn't know what I was getting into. And I'm like, you didn't know what you were getting into because there wasn't a clear instruction of what you wanted for that kid. And right. the coach didn't. So you got to be very careful with that. The other part you got to be careful of is if you do have a good coach, you do have a good team, a solid team, make sure that you're talking to the coach about that stuff. So keeping those expectations realistic for the kid yep. it is a huge piece of this thing. And yep. it's important because a lot of times it allows you to structure the training that you're doing at home more in line with the kid's natural progression. Like I said, the Superman stories about X, X player used to do this. You know, was it when I heard the biggest, I think I'm trying to think of the biggest lie that I've heard in the last eight months. The uh, Will, oh. was it bench pressing like 600 pounds? Unbelievable. Which, which I know that's world class. That's strong man, world class. You're in a you're in a suit and wraps with the, the weird lift where you're arched and you don't really have much of a range of motion and it goes the lift goes like uh-uh. right. And then that's back up. That's that level of strength, you know. Right. You know, and to say that, you know, a guy with that that's structured with super long arms, it's harder for taller people to really get into those super high bench presses. Right. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard. And if that's the if that if you're building your training upon that lie, you're gonna hurt your kid. So I'm being realistic about it. We're talking about tailoring the you know the work you do at home. If you don't have a huge ba- like I don't have a huge basketball back coaching background and everything. I know what I know. I know a lot from talking to Mo on a day to, on a daily basis and marketing a basketball academy, but. I'm still going to keep it simple. Kid take a shot, rebound it, pass it back to him. Yep. That's the extent of it. Yep. You know, and so it's keeping it realistic when you're training at home. Well, the realest thing that you could ever see is go to a high level AAU tournament. A high level, not a low level. Right? Right. You know, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. When you're, if your kid's going out there and he scores 60 points on a team, you're not playing high stuff. No matter how good that kid is, something's wrong with that. And he does it consistently. You're probably not in the top division. So I've been traveling the last three weeks for AU. This is a great point for AU basketball. And uh, my son plays for Nebraska Hoops Elite. And so shout out to Greg and Coach Chris and all them down there. So we play at the highest. We're in the highest level. We're playing high-level basketball. So a lot. A lot of young kids were watching these games of my son's playing and his friend and Chris and Trey on and playing. And they were in awe because of the speed, the strength, and the skill level of the team they were playing. And they're like, I've never seen anything so fast, 
So it was like the passes were so crisp, getting down the court, guys grabbing the ball, just out of the air, just one pass and go, because it's a different level at that point. And if you watch that and you're a parent that's mad at your third grade coach because you're killing your playing time, like, your kid has to start, if you really want to stick with it, this is the end goal. Right. This is the end goal. And right now, your kid has no interest in being there. So is this your dream or is this the kid's dream? Because I saw some stuff. I was in awe. Right. I'm sitting there because kids, and we'll talk about that another day, kids are athletic as hell. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, nowadays, I'm seeing stuff. They're, they're East Bay dunking in games. Like, boom. Like, I knock a layup. I'm like, that never happened where it's right. literally like, so you want to talk about being ready? Those kids are ready. And I bet if you ask them, hey, do you miss practice? The top level team, nope. Do you come to extra training? Yes. Yeah. Do you take care of your body? Yes. You know what I'm Do you listen to your coach? Yes. Do you do stuff outside of practice? Yes. Yeah. And that's what we're saying is like, it takes a lot to get to that level. Not saying you can, but. That's why the, the percentages are lower each level you go up. Well, okay, now let's and let's add another layer to it. But before I sh- change gears again, so let's take that, that level that you're talking about, and now let's make let's put them in Drew League, in the Drew League. Yep. And what and those kids are going to be like, right? That's another level up. Yeah, that's another level up. And so you know we're talking about different levels and tiers to this kind of thing, and so. You know, and it's being realistic about where your kid is and what their work ethic is. Now, speaking of the kid's work ethic, what do you do with the kid? And my son's in this category a little bit. They say they want to do it. Their actions don't always tell it. But they're also because one of the things we talk about is growing into your frame. Right. And you've seen my son. Right. He's tall for his age. Right. But we also have a lot of kids that are in that mode where they say they want to do it. The motivation isn't always there. Right. As the as a parent, what do you do to reinforce that? Well, that that's a good question. And that's where I think what you're doing, like what you're saying is, at some point, you have to, if they're kind of on the fence, I think it's okay for you as a parent to be, you know, like, hey, man, let's try it. Yeah. Hey, let's, hey we're going to get up and we're going to try something for, it's a, it's, we're going to try something for a month. Right. I'm going to give you a month. Uh, and it's still okay. Okay, let's do another month and see. And let's do another month and see. And now what we're doing is we're growing a little bit more confidence. Uh-huh. You get a little bit more skill up. And now you're sitting at three months. And now this kid kind of likes it. And now six months, they really like it. In a year, I'm okay with it. Not saying that all these kids got to be NBA players. And that's where we got to slow down. Right. Like, got to slow down as coaches, parents, and slow down. Your kid just wants to get on the court right now. Right. Cool. And be a part of a team. Cool. Now, comes back the next day and says, I want to be part of a select team that travel. Okay, we'll, yep. we'll prepare for that. Because now you've told me that you want to do that, you know? There. I, he didn't say nothing about the NBA. Right. He didn't say nothing about the G League. He didn't say nothing about going overseas. He wants to make a seventh grade team. Right. That's all they said right there. And I think as parents, we have to slow down even with okay I have three my my top one he'll play college ball he's you know college ball he's already there he's done that he's a junior in high school he'll be there okay I mean keep working hard boy <laughs> you there my middle my daughter can play she likes the sport I have to you know she likes to work at it and 
skills a little bit behind. I guess medical stuff a little bit behind there. But I'm not going to tell her anything about you can't make the WNBA outsider because she didn't ask about that. Right. She just asked about, I want to be good on my team right now. Right. So my conversations and training are like, we're focused on it right now. Right. And I don't, honestly, I'm the culture all the time. I let other people train her because I'm dead. Right. I'm dead. And they, she doesn't. Now, my niece will listen to me because I'm uncle. Right. <laughs> yes, I do. And so, my other one listen to me because she's like, okay, that's new to me because basketball. She'll listen to you about weights and stuff like that too, but basketball is there. Yeah. Every kid's different, but she's never ever said again. I want to talk about beyond seventh grade. And right. Beyond, no, we're talking about right now. You know, right now. So you have to very, very just look at, talk to your kid. And we'll say that a lot, but it is a big thing. And also talk to your coach. If your kid is going to a constant training, ask them what they're learning. Right. Ask them what they're learning. Like, you can't drop off and not go in and talk to the person for six months and be mad when the kid doesn't get in development. Right. Well, I was, I dropped them off. I was hoping something magic will happen. This ain't Harry Potter, bro. Right. Like, this ain't no magic. It's like, I've been trying to make a meeting with you. And we try to do it all the time. I've been trying to talk to you about him over here staring at the wall and tickling other people in there. Yeah. Oh, well, this is because he might be bored. No, he doesn't want to listen. Right. <laughs> you know, this isn't his dream. And you never asked him that, you know, and that's what we want to make sure talk. There's a, there's a network of people talk. So I wanted to ask you specifically about this one because my son doesn't fall into this category yet. Okay. But when I say this, I think you're going to pick up what I'm saying. <laughs> you do with the puppy with big paws. Because we got a couple of puppies that have big paws. Right. What do you do? How do you develop them where you're looking at them like this might be one of them kids that if they pour enough into them, they might, somebody might be talking about there's a possibility on the outside fringes of generational. Right. And so what do you do with that? Where you like, where you look at this kid, like, Ooh, once that growth spurt hits, it's going to be curtains for the world. Right. Stay. This is going to sound bad, parents. Stay out of the development for one second and take a deep breath. If you have, if that you have that kid, let them be coached. Let them be trained. Step out for a little bit. You can sit, work on your computer. You can sit and do other stuff, but don't be the one. If you don't know, and they're already kind of the fence. Don't be at the training. Hey, man, shoot the ball. Hey, man, just go to the basket. Yeah. Hey, man, pat, pat, man, it's you one-on-one, bro. You, I hear it all the time in AAU. Like, that might not be what they're doing. That might not be in them whatsoever. But if you let them be coached, you let them be trained. If you trust – listen, you're paying for training. Hey, man, let them see what they can do. Right. See what you can do. Now, if it's – the kid absolutely hates it. He's crying in a car. He's a six-foot-five kid crying and laying on the ground and kicking his feet. Yeah, that's a problem. You may not want to bring him back in. Right. But if he's like, I'm having fun. I'm getting better. I can dribble. And I do hands-off for a second. Right. And all you can do at this point is support. And that's when you ask the coach, what can I do? You have a driveway? Yeah. Have him dribble with his left hand 30 minutes a day. Right. Well, why the left hand? Because he's only really wanting to go to his right hand. So the first week, go 30 minutes right. That's all I need you to do. That's supporting. And that's the thing. You, we talk about six foot five. So the kid hits a, five, hits a growth spurt where they grow five inches in a couple of months. Right. Well, what happens is 
a kid still has to learn how to control those extra five inches of height growing. And so there is element of it where they're going through an awkward kind of not really understanding limb control and body control right. in space because they were used to being at one height. And now they're all of a sudden a different height. And so it is understanding and, you know, really keeping it simple and focused on the things and bringing in outside, bringing out, bringing an expert from the outside. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I always tell people and we even do this on our, because personally at some point you have to get out of your feelings. And then um, what I mean by that, there's different levels of that. Like you might, and a lot of dads do this, the kid develops late or probably should have did something earlier. And you see he's really responding to, his coach are really responding to the trainer. And now you're in your feelings a little bit and you're like, why would do my own training at the house too? Okay. Their warning, <laughs> warning for that is they've gotten this far. Right. How do you talk to the trainer and make sure that's okay? Like we don't, I'm not, I love when uh, parents are, but also very thrown back when a kid comes back in a shot change. You know, or he's doing something I didn't teach him. You know, like, you know, like, I teach him, like, what happened? Well, my dad said I can shoot threes anytime I want to in a game. You're not, you don't, you're not strong enough. Your yeah. base, I can watch you shoot 23s and you'd airball 10. And that's not being mean. You just don't have the leg strength and power right now to do that, you know? Right. But my dad was a three point shooter. You are in sixth grade. <laughs> you know, you're developing. So it's the, it, you got to kind of get out of your feelings for a second and also realize. Not everybody's out to get your player. I've had this conversation more than anything. Speaking of that, more than anything, why is my kid on this level team? Okay. You want to know why? You know, myself and the coaches feel that they need to develop and go into the games and have a chance to compete. Right. And, you know, you, I don't want them overwhelmed. Well, he's the tallest kid here at the YMCA. He scored 20 points and blah, 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 blah. No knock on the YMCA. We're playing select basketball. Yeah. None of these kids, they're past that, okay? And you can trap, you can press, you can take the ball in your hand. It's a completely different game. So that is great what he did. I'm so proud of him. I'm going to give him a – but that was two years ago. Right. And, you know, and now he's our tallest kid. He's one of our strongest kids. But I do – and – if I can teach him a jump hook, if I can teach him to, you know, to rip through and go to the basket, and now he's throwing four to six points even before, we're going to do that. And it's not about that. And get out of the coach's email and their text messages and their messenger about playing time when they are getting it or they're developing into getting more. Right. You know, get out of their email. It's okay. You got to get out of your feelings. Like, and if you can't, my whole thing is like, I'm always looking for coaches. Right. So if you got something that we don't know or you see someone don't know, sweet, come on up and help us coach. Well, the thing is, like, all right, so they're 6'5 or whatnot. By all means, go out to a major city. You can go to Hollywood Fitness. You can go out to Lifetime Fitness. You might, if they have a, if they have an NBA game and NBA team in town, you might find some of those players playing a pickup. Take them down there. Right. And see if they'll see if he gets picked up. You don't want to take – here's the thing. If you've been trained to swim in three feet and master three feet, are you going to go to four feet or are you going to go to 10 feet? Right. I think the progression is three and then four feet. Yep. You know. Not all kids can jump in and make that leap. Right. Like, make that leap, right? 
you just that it doesn't happen that way. We got a couple of girls that can play up. Yep. And they do play up, you know, fourth, fifth grade, playing on our middle school girls team. Yep. The decision was made that these girls can actually play at that level. Yep. If they can't play at that level, there's no way we're going to take a fourth grader and throw her on a court with a bunch of eighth graders. It just doesn't it's counterproductive and it can break somebody, it can break somebody's confidence and spirit. And so just because the kid is tall, yep. he or she, or just because they can dominate at the Y League doesn't mean that invariably we're going to take them and drop them into the deep water. Right. Sometimes we have kids we're like, it's on they're on the fringes. Right. Let's test them out. So the way we have it broken down is orange orange is kind of our developmental teams. Mm-hmm. Black are still developmental, but they're a higher level developmental squad. And the team we're gonna announce is gonna be the game changer. So right. stay tuned for that. But and then we're gonna take a pause for the cause after this because we've been going for a while. Right. But we may take a kid on the orange team and try them out on the black team and see what they do. Right. It's not water that's completely over their head yet. It's where they can have, put their toes on the floor and still have their head above water. Right. But we're going to see where they're at. And if they respond well to it, then they can probably stay up there. If they don't, we got some more work to do. But we're not going to take, I just joined the orange team and throw them on the black team just because they're tall. Right. Because that can be completely counterproductive. You know, you end up getting embarrassed by some kid that's half your size, right? you know, that's not a good feeling. And so it's really understanding and trusting the coaches to make the right decisions. Right. And it's not motivated by who's paying more and all the other stuff. And the way our academy is structured, everybody's paying pretty much the same anyway. Right. We're making determinations based on what we think, you know, we're making determinations based on what we think is a natural progression and development for the kids. Say that again. that, that that is that's magic right there, man. That's magic right there. Like we're not like we don't take it personal and we don't like have you know every coach has let's be let me bring it back. Every coach has their favorite players. Yeah. And it's not because they're related to them or bonds or like it should be. If you're that kid works hard, that kid comes to do everything, they're coachable, they're doing everything too. They may not be the highest skilled player. They, but you might be my favorite player because you do all that stuff, and I can trust you in the fourth quarter to make the right pass. Right. Or, you know, to not get a technical foul. Right. I've seen games lost on behavior. Right. <laughs> behavior and a foul. So we do. So it's not about, like, favoritism. It's not about that. Like, we want your kid to be successful. That's why, you know, and it's not just me. It's you made decisions, it's the other coaches, and it's like, now, do you think your kid can handle a press break? We've never seen one. So you want to be on this team where every game that you handle press breaks and you want me to throw them in there today. Right. I said, you want to talk about a kid that's going to walk out and quit today? Do that. Do that. We don't do that. And you get a lot of old heads. We used to just walk in again, lying. Yeah. We used to walk in the park and we used to throw everybody in there. And I was five foot one point guard. I came out the first time, went down to Benson Park and scored 50 points with my left hand. And it was in, in the rain. It was great. Like nobody was there. You're lying. We've had kids out of their depth quit in the middle of games, like literally quit, like take jersey off and done yeah. because it's not fun nope. for them. To get out there and have and have it. We've actually gone to tournament officials and complained because they put one of our girls' teams, very first game together, 
they put them in a bracket that they had no business being in after we had, if we told them exact level that the kid, the girls need to be in. And it was brutal. Yep. That first game they were playing a game. They were playing a team that they had absolutely no business playing whatsoever. Okay. And it wasn't fun for them. Girls were crying. Like they were mad. Some didn't even want to come back that next day, but they did. And they pulled it together and had, a, and managed to notch out a win or yep. two. But, that dropping the kid into deep water is like, you know, if, if you're, if you are an accomplished bear fighter, right. like you're an accomplished bear wrestler, <laughs> you go out and professionally wrestle bears into submission. There's a, there, there's an arc that you take to get to that level. Right. You're not going to take your two year old and be like, all right, boy, go make it happen. What? Go fight that grizzly bear now. And, I, you, I trust you. Right. You're gonna magically, <laughs> you're gonna magically have the skills, knowledge, and strength, right. and abilities to survive this. So go out there and do it now. You can't do that to kids in terms of it, development. It's a level. It's levels, man. Yeah, it's levels to all this. It's levels to basketball, baseball. So you don't. These, there's a reason why in baseball you see these guys with these 150 million dollar contracts. These yeah. guys, oh, it's a, you know, do hit a ball and blah blah. Have you ever seen a live? Baseball game and how fast yeah. the ball comes. Like I ain't hit that. Yeah, I ain't hit, there's a reason. Like you can hit that consistently. Yeah, you need to get money. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get money. Too many of us have been as children were taken to the pool and dropped in the deep end <laughs> by a parent, and that's how we learned how to swim. Yep. And that's not exactly how to swim. That's attempted drowning. Yep. Yep. Too many of us have experienced that and. We reinforce that on our kids by thinking, well, you can just keep dropping them in the deep end. At some point, you're going to have to fish them out right. and actually teach them the skills to survive in the deep end. So we're going to take a quick pause for the cause, and then we're going to be back to talk about what we have coming up. Uh-huh. And we're back. So we haven't done this in a while, so we had a lot of information in the first segment. Second segment, we're going to keep it moving. So... What we have coming up for Coach Most Basketball Academy, I'll list it and then we'll go into explanations of it. First things first, on June 22nd, we have our next basketball or dribbling camp. We're calling it Dribble Drive Camp because we're going to be teaching not only just the dribbling piece, but we're going to teach how to attack the rim. Realistically, it's part one of two. We're still working out the specifics of two. We're trying to get a guest who's helped us out before in town for it. And so if you've attended the first one, you know who this guest is. But if not, we're working on, do you want to announce who it is that we're working on? We're trying to coordinate schedules. My, my man, Big John Q. Yeah. Matt John Hansberry out of Florida. We're just um, pretty much getting ready to uh, settle on a place and time. And But uh, he's coming to kick us off right before school starts. Yeah. You know? And so the part two is going to occur in August. First part's going to occur in June. And This June one is going to have a learn to dribble camp. So this is going to be for kids that have no idea how to dribble or people that, you know, kids that are one or two years in, but still need to work on some of the finer to, you know, manage their dribble, learn how to keep their head up and stuff like that. And so the first section is going to be learn to dribble. Next section is going to be more intermediate and advanced. Intermediate is going to be kids at what level would you say intermediate? I said it's playing, they play a little bit, uh, Need a little bit of flair. And I remember flair is like, 
going to right to left smoothly, going okay. left to right smoothly, getting out of a tra- just a little, just a little bit more. New York instead of the one, the nineteen. 19- 51 <laughs> dribble back yourself to the basket right. a little bit more. And then advanced is going to be, you know, more progression. Yep. It's going to be you have a good firm handle on the basketball. You can control it. You can handle you can dribble yourself out of trouble without turning it over and things like that. What else for advanced? Yeah, you're getting combo dribbles, you know, the what you know, if you're dribbling more than once or twice. It's leading into the next move, not like standing here dribbling for 80, you know, 80 dribbles. It's one, two, three, and what's the next move? Right. Score. One, two, three, drive. What's the next move? Pass. You know, like right. it's the next level. How do I level up? How do I look good in front of my coach next year, my middle school coach who is going to pick 10 boys for this team, 10 girls for this team, and there's 70 people in the gym. How do I separate myself? Well, and then you want the dribble that makes the crowd go, ooh, that's kind of where we're at with the advanced level. So if that's what you're trying to build on, that's what we're working on. So those are the levels that we're going to be dealing with in Camp 1. Like I said, it's going to be teaching how to dribble and attack, dribble and pass, and things along those lines, and so how to put things together. We think it's a fantastic value. June 22nd is what we got. It's already out on social media if you want to sign up for it. Probably be taking this segment specifically and you know making it kind of an explainer, breaking it off and making that its own standalone video to talk about it. But you get $150 credit to our small group training that we're putting together. Small group training is really just our basketball academy, but it's with one it's with one coach and a few players. Yep. And so it's a lot more individualized attention. It's higher skills ceiling it's basketball academy that's made to make you level up quickly so it's going to be a lot of individual attention and things like that and so it's a service that we're looking forward to rolling out you get 150 dollars credit off the first month and so you know we'll be sending out details of what it looks like to sign up for that after we get the camp rolling but Dribble Drive Camp, we're excited about it. It's going to be a two-parter. So everything we work on in the first part, we're going to be following up in the second part. And if you've seen the footage of what the camp we had in 2022 was like with John, you're getting a sense of the kind of skills that he's bringing to the table and what his expectation is for that advanced group. So, you know, get in, learn a couple of things here so that you have something to take to part two. And our back to school camp is going to be amazing. We're working out the dates and we're getting all that stuff set up. But I can't stress enough, sign up for this camp. We're going to be limited spacing, limited spaces available. So hop on the portal. I'll leave the link in the show notes. But if you see it on social media, you need to sign up for it. Two. I think we said enough about the old drive camp. Is there yeah, any more? Yeah. Right. Sign, sign up. Sign up. I know a lot of people will get there and they'll... Are they in the day of, like, that show up? No, you have to sign up. We're not taking cash at the door. No. There's no cash at the door. It's Um, a great camp. We're proving ourselves. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's not cat. It's not try it out. We've done these plenty of times, and lots of kids learn to dribble from us. And here's the other part. This is the last part. You're going to take stuff that you can actually do at home. Yep. We're going to give you drills and things that you can actually do at home in the driveway or at home with racquetballs. We've talked about the racquetball thing. You know, or tennis balls. There are going to be things that you can work on at home to to level up and work on your dribble. So we're going to try to leave you with drills that you can actually leave with. So sign up today. Don't hesitate.
it's going to run out of space. And I know it is. Yep. So next one is we want to make it a big announcement for our new team. We're putting together what it, how you put, how you tie it, it coach? How you name it? We're going to put together an elite middle school team. And it's going to be seventh graders going into eighth. They're seventh now. And they're going into eighth. That's going to be our first team. And that team is going to get a lot. And the reason we use elite with that team is they ha- they're going to be elite after everything we put them through. These are the players that I love basketball. I've been playing it for a long time. I play at high level. I love the bright lights. I love the work. I love coming to practice. I want to get better. So they're going to be multiple days of speed agility, multiple days. Uh, they have to attend our academy. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. They have to the academy to do skill work. They're going to have their own practice. They're going to do strength training. We'll talk about nutrition. We're making sure these kids are just good citizens, good around school. They are ready. This is going to look, they're going to be walking into high school next year. After doing the next year, walking into these schools and they're going to stand out immediately. And I mean, because they are doing what it takes to get to that next level now. And it's fundamentally different because normally our travel teams are summer teams. And so we travel in the summer. And that's when a lot of our teams, if you look at, if you know how we normally structure it, we have our traveling teams and our local teams. And that normally breaks down to black and orange. This is our year round traveling team. This is the team that seek, that goes out actively and seeks to smoke year round. Yep. And so we're going to be in all the big tournaments or whatnot. So we're going to play tournaments and we're going to play league play. So that's tournaments and league play. Now, let me, I'll make this very clear. We're your main team. If you're going to be on this team, we're your main team. We are a-okay with school teams. Schools are done at four o'clock. I mean, like this, that has nothing to do with what we do. Okay, what we do. So don't get, oh, I can't play because I play from a school. Well, you practice at three o'clock. That's nothing to do with us. Go play for your school. Everyone plays for their school. We got that. That's fine. If you play, if you have a feeder team, well, this is a feeder team, and that's you. We will work on that feeder. You guys know some schools do require that. I'm not going to be that coach who's like, no, you better not. But if it's not a required thing, you need to be out on practice and is there because we're going to level you up. You're playing from anything beyond that. You can talk to us about it, but we're not going to 314. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because we're not going to schedule around anything, especially when we're putting, we're investing a lot of time and resources in these kids. Not fair for nine kids to be doing one thing and the 10th kid gets to do Right. Whatever they want. It's got to be structured really well. So here's and here's the breakdown of it, because we'll get into I'm getting to the brass tax of it for the first season. Yep. The way we have our academy structured is we have you could either pay weekly, yep. fifty dollars a week. Um it's not per session, it's per week. So you could either pay that, you could pay monthly, which is about $150 a month. Yep. You get a lot for the $150 a month because most ba- most development programs will charge you by the hour. Yep. We're charging you by the month. Yeah, do you show up to stuff? Because look at that one person that's going to like, what? And like, you show up, you have no, you have no questions. Yeah. You have no questions. On average, we, on average, in the average month, we have how many academy sessions? What? Oh, man. We're doing them twice a week now. So eight. Eight. So you're, and those are about 90 minutes a piece. So eight times 90. 
It's like 170 minutes a week, which is way more than an hour. And if we broke that down by hours, you know, it's a pretty competitive thing. Now it's going to stay there. But right now, you know, it's about $150 for the team option. We're talking about 250. Now, it gives you all the training and all the development, all the team fees and all the other stuff. And so if we bring you on to that elite team, that's what the price point is. Right. There's going to be a weekly option yeah. and it'll be a monthly option. Yeah. But that, that's what it is. That, you know, that's what it is. And the reason why we're doing it, why we're saying it's a monthly option, it just makes it simple and it makes the investment simple and it allows you know, us to assess on a month to month basis where a kid is at, because we're expecting this to be a high commitment team, but we know things come up in life. And so we rather have the monthly thing where you assess on a month to month basis. And, you know, there's going to be things where sometimes somebody acts up at school or acts a fool in practice. I've had it where kids act a fool in in tournaments or whatnot, and they get demoted to one of the, to one of the teams. And so, you know, we want to build it in there so that, we have the option to kind of say, all right, fine. You know, you're at this price point. We'll drop you down to regular, you know, well, not even, you know, if you don't want to play anymore, then we'll drop you to regular academy, keep training. Right. But if you want to stay on the teams, this is what the team's thing's going to look like. And to be honest with you, I'm being transparent with y'all. This is probably what our team option is going to look like next year because I don't, I want y'all to understand that everything centers around academy. Right. And right. that's what we've been working towards because to be honest with you, the active the kids that are active in academy have our best outcomes. We I, I, I watched three weeks of NU basketball and I'm seeing like a lot of our kids that are on top level teams, right. not just on them starting and not just starting, contributing right ranked in the state. Like these are kids that went to our same academy. Right. So like I'm not going to sit and argue, you know, I'm pretty, you know, I'm more of the comedian, kind of like lay back serious when I train, but I'm also not going to have you go through my whole, I guess when you, the results are there, you can just go ask a player, you can go to Google, right? or you can come to Academy and sit and watch. Right. And that's what you do, you know, or sign and See and the watch. kind of work we're doing. And the reason why we're pushing Academy so hard is because that's the foundation of all of our best teams. So you got to ask your work. The kids that attend Academy consistently, the teams that have a bunch of kids that are attend Academy sessions regularly are having be- are having the best outcomes. And so that's why we're pushing it. That's why we push it so hard. And so moving forward, all our teams go through Academy. Yep. And this is just an extension of it. So when I'm saying all that to say this, the team option is just an extension of basketball academy because it all is based on basketball academy. So you get ready to go to basketball academy, plus you get uniforms and practice yeah. times and coaches. It takes care of everything. So you don't have to worry about it. The only thing you don't, the only consideration you're going to have as a parent is possibly travel. Yep. And we'll sort that piece out when we get to it because we're working on some spots, some bigger sponsorships because of the higher profile team and kind of figure out what this piece looks like. But if you get selected to this team, understand that we're going to be playing all year round. And that's the expectation. And we're not saying that you have to be exclusive to basketball. We're not saying that you have to be, you know, you can only be one sport. But if you're on this team, because we push and I'm about to contradict myself. Now, I'm getting coach's opinion on it because okay. I'm making it up on the fly. If you're on this team, 
This is a commitment to you want to play basketball. Oh, yeah. If you're on the orange or black team, we have soccer players, football players, baseball players, and all other stuff. And these are the multi-sport athletes. Yeah. And basketball might be their favorite, but right now they're doing which we 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 fully support. support We fully support. We've had some of our best teams are comprised of mostly soccer players. Yep. And so, you know, we don't have a problem with them. We want you to play multiple sports. But if you sign up for this team, you know, we're kind of have an expectation like, okay, while you're with us, this has to be your prime. Basketball right. has to be your primary focus this, this while you're your, with this, this specific day. team. Now, I'm not saying track season, you can't run track. Right. We'll, we'll tailor our schedule to accommodate that kind of stuff. But this is a commitment to I want to play basketball at a high level. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. Where we're not saying you have to be 100% all in, but it's still a commitment to want to play basketball. We have other teams that have a little bit more flexibility and variability right. where, oh, you can play baseball and you know, football and whatever, or wrestle and do right. the other things and still have this on your plate. You right. know, we have enough kids there so that if somebody misses a tournament, we can say, oh, well, they have a softball tournament or baseball tournament here, and they're not able to – we'll just pull somebody from another team. This team is a real actual right. rock-solid commitment. And we'll we adjust it per season. So if we know we're going into football season, we play year-round. Right. We're aware of that. Yeah, we're not going to have heavy games in October yeah. if we have football season. But, but we're still going to have games. No, yeah, in November, you got to know that we are going to have a heavy schedule. Yeah, when it's basketball season, we're going to play. But we're still going to travel year-round. I hope we're not contradicting ourselves too much. I yeah. hope you're understanding what we're saying. If you have any questions about other sports or whatnot and you get selected for this team, talk to Coach. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Don't yeah, don't talk amongst yourselves or other parents. They're probably doing something different. Right. They're different or they have a different situation. Talk to us directly. And let's be real. Let's be honest here. This is going to be a hyper competitive team because we're going to take 10 with two reserves, right? Yeah. We're going to be it's going to be 10 with two reserves. Yeah. The competition for this is going to be internal. It's going to be high. And we have some – you may run into a parent that will lead you astray because they see opportunity for their kid. Thank you for saying that. Uh, oh, we're not doing this. We're not going to that training. We're not going to that camp. Meanwhile, oh, they're on all the trainings and all the camps. <laughs> because the, in for us, it's not a big deal. But for y'all, for the parents and stuff, there's a level of competition. We see us all as one big unit that works together. Right. But there's an internal competition and whatnot. So – That's life, man. I we. I see it at AAU level. I see it where, yeah. oh, man, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm not. And then the kid's there. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like working with a trainer. You look on Instagram and they work with a trainer. Like, this is competition, man. So don't listen to other parents is what we're saying. Look, talk to coach if you have any questions about whether this team is the right fit for your kid, you know, and talk directly to him if you get chosen. We're going to be having a tryout here, what we say. And Probably the next week or two. We're yeah. going to be doing a tryout here pretty soon to fill in the gaps. If your kid is on one of our teams and we've kind of underlined their name or put a parenthesis around their name, we're going to be talking to you directly and just floating the idea out there. But again, it's a commitment. Talk to coach. That's what the elite team is. And I'm be honest with you. Here's the thing. And this is something we discussed internally, but I'm going to let it out. This elite team is going to determine a lot of things. 
their uniforms are going to be the CMA standard uniforms, mm -hmm. except the elite team are going to have like a badge or something that puts it, that signifies they're on that team. They're going to determine what uniforms we're going to wear. They're going to be the blueprint for other high level year round traveling teams. And so there's going to be a lot that goes into this. Right. We say a lot going into it because this is the team. Now, for the young men that are going to be on this first elite team, this is not a license to be buttholes in, no. in practice. Matter of fact, the expectations of behavior for you are higher. When you're in an academy, the expectation is you're helping out kids that aren't as, that, that aren't as experienced as you. It's you are going to be called on to lead drills. You are going to be called on to actually step up and be actual leaders and supportive yep. of things. The you know tickling each other and playing around and wrestling around and all other stuff. You're going to feel like the whole building just fell on top of you if you get called out for it. Yep. Because if you're on these teams, the expectation is that much higher for behavior. Because we have to be able to take you out on the road as our ambassadors for our program right? and show the world what you've accomplished. Yep. So the profile's high. Don't get gassed up yep. because the worst thing in the world is, all right, well, whew. so that was a disaster. You cut up. Here's your regular Jersey. Right. Right. You're still, you still got to do all the practices and obligations of the elite team, but you're going to be playing with the black team for a while. Right. Right. And we have a couple of We have the reserve that we had. To, they're going to fill in for you. And, and, and you got to earn your way back on. It has to be that way. We're trying to get these kids ready for the next level. And I hope a parent or a guardian would appreciate what we're doing right. with this team and all of our teams, you know, putting you in the right level and the right level to, to get yourself better. Like, you know, like you can be a beginner and like Brian said, you can work your way up and pass any of these people. So it's like, we want it to be like that. There's no, there is no, you're stuck on this team. There's nothing you can do. Like, no, you, this is not a guarantee you would stay on that team if you stop working. Right. And your behavior has to align with it. Here's what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. Imagine this as the varsity team. And we're going to simulate what it's like being on a varsity team at a high-level program. Not a varsity team where they ain't winning nothing. We're right. talking about a high-level varsity program where the coach has plenty of options and everybody's on that, everybody who's on that team has earned their spot. Right. That's what this is going to be. So for the players, if you make it, congratulations. Now it's time to work. Now it's time to get and it's time to focus. So this is the incentive. If you want to learn what it's like to be a varsity player and feel like the entire varsity thing feels like and your goal is to be on your varsity high school team, you're going to get a taste of that experience and the expectations that come along with it. Yeah, there's going to be outliers. We ain't going to have those outliers. We're not going to have them super talented, uber talented outliers who are absolute disaster and train wreck in every other aspect no. of their life in terms of managing themselves. We're not, we're, it's, it's not doing it. It's not going to happen. So this is what this team is. We're going to be launching it here. We're going to be reaching out. Spaces are super limited. If you get a call, that means that we see the behaviors and we see the skills in your kid to, to be on that squad. Yep. And this is going to be the first of a couple of other teams that we have at different age levels.
because we got a couple of, we got some third graders. Team loaded. <laughs> third graders, boy. Those are loaded. You know, our sixth graders. Yep. Yep. Our sixth graders. Man, it's going to yep. be. And so we're looking at duplicating this, but this is the pilot team. And you got to be on point with this one. Yep. So we're going to have fun. We're going to go out there and we're going to. Yep. So that's what we have for that team. Anything else we want to include with that? No, I think it's, again, if you want to do anything, any camp or anything like that to sign up and get ready to go, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we will answer the questions, but the longer you think and ask a bunch of questions, it's you're, just be ready to go. So when it's the date is there, be ready to go. Have your kid ready to go. Start talking to them now. Have them ready. Right. And for our current players, if you notice a shift in tone, man, we serious now. Yep. And so some of the expectations that we have for the elite team are going to start trickling into other aspects of life at Academy and life at speed and agility. So just be prepared for it. Yep. We've done a great job in terms of positioning ourselves. I'll be honest and pat, our, pat us on the back. Yep. We've done a great job to let the world know we're not a babysitting surfer, wayward teenagers. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we are a training business and that's we're in the business of training. And if you're not about the business, if you're not in the business of getting better, we might not be the right fit for you. Right. So be aware of that. We still got our speed and agility sessions going on. We're going to be shifting a little bit, shifting some things around. We have some different looking hours for our summer schedule to kind of accommodate. Yeah. We got back to Saturday and Sunday. So off the road, Saturday and Sunday, we have Tuesday nights. I have some special college things during the day, and that's completely by invite only, like the college stuff. But that's – you can call us and we can get you in those, but – we have some of our top-level guys that are in that. But we'll add some hours in there. And then we're setting up the small group training. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, the first few people that sign up for those, are, we'll start those on Saturdays. So. And if you inquire about – oh, two things. If you inquire about the workouts with the college guys, you need to be ready to go. That, yeah. That's one that you got to – you have to really that's take a self-inventory, level. and they will push you. What about open gyms and stuff like that? What so, are we so open gyms are going to be running on Sundays. And so they're going to be, there's two. So open gym, we have a high school, college open gym. So that, that, that'll be for, you know, invite, you know, invite uh, our CMA kids can come to those. Uh, and we've actually had some inquiries from seventh and eighth graders that we've actually had come and can come to those as well. And I think they do one. At six o'clock, too, that Coach Joel will run that one. But if you want to try that, you're in eighth grade going to, to ninth, or you want to fill, we've had about four or five kids come into those. So, and those will be at Bellevue East on Sundays at, what I have, seven? I think it was seven to nine, I think. Yeah. As much as we love giving back, but then we do a lot. And so don't ever, I don't want anybody ever tell we don't do a lot. Yeah. It's a business, and we got to make sure that our coaches are paid. So our coaches are paid, you know, everybody, our rentals are, you know, we pay for rentals and we, you know, we do a lot of stuff. Our tournaments are paid, league fees are paid. So we have to charge. Including in your service. Including your service, yeah. As opposed to being a standalone service, because we're at that, we're kind of at the threshold where we got to start considering making it a standalone service. So take advantage of it while it's still, while it's still included in your service package. If you are a member of Academy or Speed and Agility, because it's going to switch up here moving forward here pretty soon, just yep. because it's got to be a standalone service at, at some point in time. Right. But it's an opportunity for you to get some run with some more experienced players. So that's what I got. I know this episode ran long, but we had a lot of information to unload on y'all. 
again, dribble drive camps coming up. Please sign up. We're going to run out of space pretty soon. And it's part one of two. We're still putting together part two. We're going to bring, we're really going to, we're pushing hard to get JQ up in here. He's working hard. Yeah. He's props to him. He's moving his schedule around so that we can get back for a back to school session yep. with him. But this part one is going to be laying the foundation for what you do in part two. Yep. If you're learning how to dribble, please come out because I think that's probably going to be our biggest group. Historically, it's been our biggest group. Yep. Bring the kids out so they can learn the basics of dribbling a basketball. Yep. We still got our basketball academy. If you're a parent working with us or if you think you got a seventh grade that's ready to play at a high level, we're going to be announcing our tryout. So please show up for that and sign up for services. All teams, yep. all teams are making this announcement. You must be in services with us to remain on the team. Yep. You got to be in services with us. And by in services with us means that you've taken care of your team fees or you're on a monthly payment plan or a weekly payment plan. Whatever it is, you're on a payment plan with us. If you're not on a payment plan with us, you'll probably be getting you'll probably be hearing from your coach. Right. But let's make sure that's squared away. Yep. But the elite team is going to be elite team is going to be a game changer. And then ongoing speed and agility sessions, like coach said earlier, they're for all players of all sports. It's not right. just it's not specific to basketball. This is how to get this is how to land. Yep. This is how to run. This is how to reduce your injury while moving. This is what this training is. It's not a bunch of videos from YouTube where you're just jumping on the box, <laughs> jumping off the box, jumping right. on the box, jumping off. These are actually structured workouts. And so you, if you want to participate and you want to get better in the offseason and get better with your mobility, we can. Right. Coach is also, I mean, even coach works with some older ladies yeah. at the retirement home to get them moving. Yeah. And, and they're consistent. They're consistent. They're consistent. So if, and if that's a service you guys are interested in, you got, somebody needs to send us something and let us know so yeah. that we can get that rolling. With the podcast specifically for the program, we're going to get more consistent with, with recording this. We need sponsors. We want to, if you want an opportunity, because we got a pretty good, we got a good audience, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. If you want to get your business out here and have us talk about your business, we need to sit down and have a talk about what it looks like. You know, and I made a post about that while we were doing it. I made a post about getting, doing it, sending us a message, send it like now, send us a message, let us know. We're looking for sponsors. We're looking for team sponsors. We're looking for podcast sponsors. We got a couple in mind that we're going to be shouting out on the next episode. We'll be shouting out our list of sponsors on our page. Matter of fact, why do I do that Let's now? do that now, yeah, yeah. So I'm pulling it up, Coach Mo. So the sponsors we have, and we're just giving a shout-out off the top of the dome, right? First of all, big shout-out to T's Auto and Truck Sales, LLC. Again, turn up. I got two vehicles from them. And I'm talking about great deal, great. Uh, Brian's a great guy, man. Got Joel that's over there. I do got a car for my son and a car for the family. And I know I've referred a lot of people over there. They're great support. All right. Number one source of buying pre-owned vehicles yep. in the region. Deed and Metal. Awesome. Hooked us up with some very flavorful hoodies and whatnot. Yep. And been doing some great work for us behind the scenes. Appreciate that. Anding Family Dental. Yep. It's my family. <laughs> my family there. Like, just... Great, Ida Chang is awesome. She works with uh, a lot of people and has done a great job. She's been doing it a long time. It's just a great atmosphere when you go in there too. You don't feel like you're, you know, you're in the dungeon. You're there to get the help. 
All right, ATI Physical Therapy. Oh, man, they do a great job with a lot of our athletes, with my own son, uh, Jay, getting them back on the men with uh, some knee issues. Uh, shout out to Miss Tiffany Crutchers, who's out in South Carolina, who um, is doing big things for them, and she's in town, I think, one more weekend. Um, she really helped us out this last summer during the year with them, too. All right, Solutions Heating and Air. Big shout out to Chris and Sally. Came through, you know, we had a loss in the family and you guys were amazing. Brandy was able to call you and you guys came out and pretty much saved us from, saved the family from spending an exorbitant amount from one of the big box places. And just always there when we need you, you know, the fairest price you're going to imagine. And we'll condense the nonsense and tell you whether you actually need a full replacement or if it can be fixed. That level of honesty is a breath of fresh air. You don't have to worry about somebody trying to get over on you. And so, you know, and so solutions, heating and air is our go-to. We don't, that's everything. We, anything related to heating and air and keeping our house comfortable, both Mo and I can vouch for them in the kind of work that they do. Yep. All right. Iris Lobo, we love training your kids and you've been great for us. Iris is a realtor, bilingual, and, you know, just really good, uh, invested in getting the right home for you. And so these are the shout outs. Do we miss anybody? I'm thinking huh? there's it for this year. All right. The one that we would love to the shout out on here that we've worked with. But to be a sponsor, I mean, to be shout down show, we have to maintain that be a sponsor. So, right. yeah, but we're excited for new, we're excited for new sponsors and new growth and new opportunities. So, you know, and consistent sponsorship of the show allows us to continue to develop the program and add more bells and whistles to it and be more consistent with recording it. So, and plus you get distribution to all our audience or whatnot on all of our social media platforms. It's a marketing investment for you. Marketing with podcast is the is one of the new ways to grow. It's like a radio ad, except it doesn't cost as much. Right, right. <laughs> and you get kind of the same amount of distribution to listen. So that's what we got. Again, I don't really have anything else. All right, just sign up. Sign up. The last thing I'll say, you guys, the, the A, you guys take care of your bodies. Your man was uh, man April is a lot of games. So you guys are playing high level AAU ball. Do what you're supposed to do for your school. Show up to the workouts. Do what they do. Do not get this arrogance that, oh, I don't, I'm going to be starting for my school. I've got to, this, it's respect to your coach. You need to show up. You gotta do, because at the end of the day, your coaches could be speaking to a college for you. And right. if you don't show up, that's disrespectful. Come back in July, a different player. Come back stronger. Come back faster. Come back. It's a better overall teammate. Take care of your bodies, eat right, go get those offers. Go get those offers. And parents and kids, do what you can to make your, your, your let your kid be the best that they can be. Put them in the best position to be the best player they can be. No one can tell you any different. All right. So that's all we got. We'll be probably cutting this up and dropping this episode here pretty quick. And then we'll start planning our next one. Right. All right. Again, this is Brian. Go smooth. Thanks for tuning in. I almost did the other sign off with your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is Brian and Coach Mo. We'll talk to you later. All right. Peace. Peace.